Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You cannot get rid of tyranny by fighting tyrants. For a very good reason. Tyranny doesn't exist independently of something else which is more important. There is a something else which has to be defined before you know what tyranny is. What's that? It's opposite. Freedom. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We Are Not Channel Radio. Well, hello and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live somewhere in Georgia. We just missed Pi Day yesterday, 3.14.15. That's the first time that, or the last time that that'll happen for another 100 years. So thank you, post-Pi Day, everyone. And we have got a lot to get into today. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll be getting back to a live format probably sometime in April. In the meantime, you're going to have to deal with my nonsense of my tape to air and all of that goodness. So I'm going to be scheduling some more guests. I'm starting to ramp the show back up. Everybody knows that um, I've got a I got a little one, and that's throwing a wrench into the equation. Also, um, have a have a job that's pretty taxing, so that's taking away a lot of the time from the show. But now I've actually been able to dedicate some time and hours and, more importantly, the mental acumen to um, doing some research and, and grabbing some clips because that's what makes the show fun. And um, at the end of the day, people, we, we do have to laugh. As, as scary and menacing as this uh, idea of a new world order or this transhumanism seems to be, we have to approach it with a sense of humor because that's the way that you really get people to, to wake up to the system is – by making fun of the system, poking fun at the system, pointing out the inconsistencies, the ideological memes that are used that have no substance whatsoever. And if you clearly go and define terms, then you're running into just a gauntlet or a myriad of holes in the system. So that's what we're here to do. We are here to enlighten and share and um, and say welcome to this experience that is the human experience and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio because I believe – that none of us are slaves, that none of us are sheep, but we have to be pointed in the right direction because from the time that we are teeny tiny little children, we are thrown into this government mindset and the, also the mindset that there is this invisible thing that exists called government that protects you, that takes your money from you with the threat of violence on the back end and redistributes it in oh such fair ways. And never misabuses its power, never hires thugs to police you, never does anything like they did in Georgia, which is trying to pass laws for to legalize no-knock warrants, where no-knock warrants are, um, yeah, they're illegal, but they go through and um, and just you know BS the public and say, no, 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 they're they're, they're legal. But that's why we need a law to, to you know to make it you know more more legal, and 
all of this under the guides of keeping you safe from, ooh, big bad drugs. So there is some good news coming about. Um, there has been um, some legal pushback, as odd as it may seem, for um, those in the federal government looking to, and kudos to you guys because you have never done it, um, those two looking to, to go after people in states where recreational marijuana has been legalized or um, or um, medical mar- medical cannabis has been legalized. I think we need to stop calling it marijuana because it really is cannabis. And 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 if you get back to the root of the root of the issue, the root of the issue was grammar. The reason that this um, this plant was banned by um, officials. Once again, people that are supposed to be serving the public interest. Uh, the reason that it was banned is because it was given a funny name, and it was pointed towards um, pointed towards the uh, Hispanic immigrants in Texas because they were they were taking a lot of jobs down there. And so um, Anslinger and others ran a demonization campaign uh, against marijuana, running phony news stories and in local tabloids talking about how. People on this new drug called marijuana, and it was actually spelled different. It was spelled with an H, um, are um, are causing people to to go crazy and, and to shoot other people. And it's in the congressional record if you want to go look at it. That um, when they um, when they brought the bill to the floor, the Speaker of the House didn't even know what they were proposing to ban. He said it's some new scary drug called marijuana. And so, with the stroke of a pen. And the ill consent of the governed, the invisible priest class basically took away your right to choose how you wish to treat your own illnesses. So that's what we're here to talk about today. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about drugs. We're going to talk about foreign policy, the threat of this EU army, which is... If anybody's read uh, State Department Memorandum 500, I think it is, is the um, – I can't remember if it's that one. I'll link to it in the show notes. But it talks about the, the, the demilitarizing of the Western world and pushing it into a, a global conscript or a United Nations army. And then – so now they're just doing a smaller version of this called the EU army. But once again, that is – where you have to come from if you want true knowledge, if you want to truly understand where these things go and the reason that they're presented in the way that they are, you have to go and read the papers. There is no substitute for time, people. We all have time. Everybody's time is valuable. You just have to make it a point and point, you know, point it at yourself. Like I say every time, if you really want change, go look in the mirror. So point it at yourself and say, did I spend enough time doing this? Have I I mean, it doesn't take long. Reading Agenda took 21 took me about an hour and a half. And you you might want to have somebody that's an attorney, you know, define some terms for you because there are some legal terms in there that get a little sticky talking about um once again the the subsection that I always point out the financial section is just Absolutely crazy talking about if um, countries have outstanding loans, they'll just roll those up into a bigger loan and every, everything will be fine. Now, they can't even make their payments now, but we'll just put them into more debt. And, you know, that's the Keynesian model is to just utilize debt as leverage and, and try to bankrupt people with 
with um with real assets you can go through later on and um gobble up the assets. So that is the end game for for Keynesian um let's see what's vulture capitalist. That's not real capitalism people. That is crony insider deals coming to bankrupt you and take all your money. Now, I do have a friend of mine that I don't know if he listens to the show or not. I'll have to um I have to ask him. But he used to uh, be friends with a big hedge fund manager and talked about how they would run screw jobs on people and he would um I mean, he made millions of dollars, but uh, after leaving the financial sector, he he really couldn't live with himself because you know he was always depressed because he thought about times where he would go and put loans out on churches and then go through and 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 and, and repossess the church, kicking these churches off the property, then selling off the property to development firms and demolitioning the church. Man, you want to talk about some karma coming around? That guy has got some hardcore karma coming. But those are the types of people that you're dealing with in some facets of society. So you have to be aware that if you do have a, a tree, true free market, you have to be aware of gangs. You have to be aware of um, all these different um, groups that can form and, and go through and, and, and pillage everyone uh, financially. So we'll get into that. We'll get into um, a little bit of Al-Qaeda news. I wanted to touch on this because um, uh, there is some – some interesting rumblings in the uh, in the House and Senate, and if you ever if you listen to the show a lot, you understand that uh, what's going on in Syria is um, is is basically manufactured terrorism from the West that got out of control. They want to get rid of Assad because Assad is holding um, you know he's holding this pipeline ransom for for the most part, and so. As bad as Assad is, he's not great, but you know, Al-Qaeda and the people that are fighting him are just as bad. So it's, once again, this, this idea of the enemy of my enemy is my friend nonsense. You know, it doesn't even make sense to a kindergartner, um, but, uh, but yet that's our foreign policy. So we have people that are, that are high-ranking uh, Senate, you know, Senate leaders saying that, uh, that the goal is now to topple Assad. That's always been the goal. And see, that's the whole reason for the show, people, is to prove to you when they start telling you that, oh, we got to go get the bad guys. Oh, we got to go get Assad. No, 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 no. Now we got to go get the guys that are fighting Assad. Now we got to do this. No, no, no. They're telling you what the real plan is. They, they'll tell you what the game plan is, but then they just have to sell it to you. And speaking of which, I have some clips from a speech that Barack Obama gave announcing the, the um, Student Loan Bill of Rights. So now we're getting into real ideological nonsense where you're conflating uh, the, the option to go to a higher ed facility as opposed to learning shit on your own and not getting some little fancy piece of paper that sits up on your wall uh, that, that really does nothing but puts you into a bunch of debt. And he kind of tiptoes around that a little bit um, and really does push the educational complex and, and thinks that that's the way to go. He doesn't think that that's the way to go, people. He talks uh, again about his, um, about his idea for, um, for you know, the first two years of college being free, and it's not free. You have to understand, anytime the government tells you something's free, they're going to screw you big time. I mean, anytime that you hear the government tell you that, hey, you know, this, this is... Um, this is this is a free deal. This is this is all that's going on in their back of their mind. 
That's it. Just Mario coins all day. I mean, that's all they can think about. So, once again, the government's not there to protect you. It's not there to hold your hand. It is there to run game on you. And that's why the founders of this nation, albeit aristocrats, thought, hmm, what is the best way to have a free society where everybody makes money and everybody prospers? Let's legalize freedom. Let's let people choose. Let's let people, you know, determine their own path. But in the last 50 years, we have fallen upon the edge of whatever makes it very easy in the status quo and through the, um, through the invention of television and mass propaganda. We are now in a complete state of disarray. And I don't blame the people that don't know what the heck is going on in the world because sometimes I don't. All I do know is that anytime the government says it's free, run. <laughs> run and take your wallet and everything that's valuable with you because they're going to get it. So we're going to get into that a little bit as well. So thanks for joining us this morning on the show. Once again, you got to be able to live. you got to be able to, to, um, to not sit there and dwell. I'm not here to fear monger you like Alex Jones. I am here to tell you this stuff can get kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, people, you know, it's like... Um, it's it's like the old adage said this is um it's just a ride people and and the more that we approach life like that if we approach life like it is a like it is like a ride then um then we're going to be in, in in great shape because you're going to uh, attack life in the way that it's supposed to be attacked you're not supposed to walk out your door and shake in fear that some that some uh, brown person's going to come and blow you up it's really ludicrous to even think that way. So the people that get very, very um, terrified of Muslim extremists really confuse me because I'm looking for documentation that it, that usually doesn't have a handler on it, like a uh, FBI handler, that is a legitimate terrorist attack that happens in the United States that kills people and that is usually uh, that's been funded by some kind of um, uh, radicalized um, Muslim. There's none. It's hype, people. It's hype. Yeah, oh, oh, they're really mad. Yeah, I'd be really mad too if 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 some nation state was sending in, you know, mechanicalized f flying birds to drop bombs on my head. I'd be I'd be mad too. What did we Yeah, so getting into the geopolitics of it all. And I guess I guess I'll start there and I'll end with Barack Obama. And um so let's start here. So let's start with the uh, the idea of um, of Al Qaeda and the idea of ISIS and, and what these people really are. So I'm going to start here with um, with uh, with Hillary Clinton talking about what um, what happened, and she tiptoes around it, which is really true. And I'm going to give you guys some more backstory at the end of this clip. So uh, here's Hillary Clinton. We also have a history of kind of moving in and out of Pakistan. I mean, let's remember here. The people we are fighting today, we funded 20 years ago. Oh, 20 years ago. And we did it because we were locked in this struggle with the Soviet Union. They invaded Afghanistan, and we did not want to see them control Central Asia. So what did we do? We created the Mujahideen through Jimmy Carter and said, hey, you guys go fight these suckers. And she even mentions them later. It doesn't even mention the, the fact that they're tied to the CIA at all, that this was some manufactured group. Yeah, they created in order to go fight them. But, you know, screw history. You don't need to know that. And we 
went to work. And it was President Reagan in partnership with the Congress, um, led by Democrats, who said, you know what, sounds like a pretty good idea. Let's deal with the ISI and the Pakistani military, and let's go recruit these Mujahideen, and let's great, let's get some to come from Saudi Arabia and other places, importing their Wahhabi brand of Islam so that we can go beat the Soviet Union. And guess what? They retreated. They lost billions of dollars, and it led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. None of this is, by the way, is um, is evidence of anything. Correlation doesn't make equal causation. So there's a, a very strong argument, which is, wasn't a bad investment to end the Soviet Union, but let's be careful what we sow, because we will harvest. Uh-huh. So now, now we're in the harvesting portion of the, uh, of the idea and the debate. Once again... All of these things that are in the media, people, are created as, as a distraction for you, the public. Because if they can scare you by burning a bunch of people, supposedly, allegedly, burning a bunch of people, uh, chopping a bunch of people's heads off with um, evidently eight-foot-tall ISIS fighters, but nobody questions that. So... With all of these things going on, you have to understand the fact that anything that you see in the media is there to distract you from what's really going on. So what might be really going on in this scenario is um, is something like this. And this is from uh, Senator John Kerry or um, whatever his spokeshole title is now, nonsense leader. Here we go. The enduring transformation. That okay, once again, this is um, some a document that Josh and I read. Uh, on the show a couple of shows ago, so you can check out the show notes at wearenotcattle.net. Um, this is this is the buzzword. This is the buzzword for the area. It is uh, enduring is the buzzword, and uh, there is no um, it means prolonged. So there's no there's no time stamp on it. So here we go. The enduring transformation that has to take place here. And once again, I'm going to rewind it because you guys need to understand how he puts emphasis on the word enduring because that will be the talking point that you will hear uh, on down the road about, uh, about this engagement um, over in, uh, in Syria and in the Middle East. So pay attention. The enduring transformation that has to take place here is not going to take place if the United States just comes in and we're to knock out ISIL and that's it. Go away. Not going to happen. We could do that, actually. We have that capacity. But we're not asking to do that, nor are they asking us to do that, because I think they understand that the implications of that would be actually to aid in the recruitment, to create a bigger problem than we face today. And, and in answer to the question was asked earlier, why, does, uh, why do these guys like taking us on to some degree? Because if it's just us, that's how they grow. And that's what they want. No, 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 no. See, see how they, see how they, he mixes the words around. Because if it's just America, that's how they grow. No, it's not. What do you mean that's how they grow? That doesn't even make sense. If, if it's just America, then that's how they grow. But if we bring in other people, then they stop growing. No, it's nonsense. I mean, look at, look at what Ron Paul said about this. And say what you want about Ron Paul. But he actually went down the idea the fact that if you kill one jihadi rebel, you create three more. So that's what this is. It's a strategy of tension. It is the strategy of creating armies to basically stir up. I mean, it's divide and conquer people. 
stir up, you know, foment rebellions, whatever. The America is the meddler of the world. Since we've become the police of the world back in the 1980s, we have become the meddler of the world because we have to have some place to spend all that defense money. And we got lots of it to spend, people. I think um, the last report, um, the the United States spends like six hundred and thirty billion in defense. Once again, defense. There's the um, the play on words again. They they changed the Department of War to the Department of Defense to confuse the public, like like um, you know, wars of aggression or or now defense. You know, ignorance is strength. You know, whatever. So. We spend more than the top eight members of NATO combined. We spend almost like, I think it's something ridiculous, like three times as much as China, and everybody gets terrified of China. And Russia, we spend like four times as much as Russia. So this idea that we actually have enemies around the world should be nonsense. Because anybody that would dare mess with the United States, and that's only the budgets that are seen by the public, not including the black budgets... Because I'm going to read something about um, Al-Qaeda getting money from the CIA, and it talks about how it just um, $4 million just appeared. No, it didn't just appear. These are black budget payoffs, people. This is how game is run by you, the stupid slave that doesn't care about geopolitics. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here to try to start learning together, asking questions. Hey, and if we ask the right question, we might get an answer that will push us down the line to further understanding the problem. And a lot of the problem, everyone, and I'm sure you're aware of this, is the fact that you have people that will sell their souls in Washington, D.C. That's why government will not work. Centralized planning, central government typically never works because it always becomes corrupt. Because you will always get a guy that's a good salesman in there and doesn't give two hoots about you or your family and will sell you down the river. Much like what John Kerry is doing right here. I mean, this is, this is nonsense. So here we go, continuing with the clip. And we're not getting suckered into that. That's why we built the 62 coalition. That's why we worked so hard to get these five um, Arab countries engaged uh, in the kinetic activities with us. Oh, so they're kinetic activities. I would call them bombing people. And, and killing people, but now they're just kinetic. Uh, that means um, moving forward or having motion. Oh, man, are we having fun. It's precisely to deny them that narrative. And so uh, as we go forward here, we think the best thing that can happen is what is happening now. This is, in fact, uh, you know, indigenous. It's springing up. The Sunni are gaining confidence in, in Ambar. There are several battles taking place right now. In fact, not just in Tikrit. There are two others. Two out of three where, in fact, we are playing a central role in the other two. Hasn't been as heralded, but it's making a difference. And the Sunni are, are prosecuting that. So there you go. Once again, stirring up rebellion abroad so that you can sell weapons to both sides. I mean, it has been done by the Rockefellers way back when, when they... Oh, man. History's fun. So we're all right. So we now we got a baseline of what we're dealing with over here. So let's find out what um, what we need as a foreign policy to get us out of this. Because I'm sure that a politician will have a reasonable solution to what um, to what we can do uh, about uh, defeating ISIS or ISIL or whoever they are this week. That we need Russia and Iran's help in moving Assad out. 
That has to come. You cannot settle Syria and leave Assad in, uh, in power. Um, the degree to which we can work this out diplomatically is important. And, of course, that's where the nuclear agreement comes in. Because as I look at it, the nuclear agreement could be a real sea change for Iran. Do you think we have to do a nuclear agreement in order to get their cooperation in Syria? I think we have to do a nuclear agreement to protect from a breakout. And I think that, um, you know, what Prime Minister... A breakout? I mean, I guess guess everybody's just going to start... It's going to be just an episode of glee over there, I guess. We're just going to have a breakout. Mr. Netanyahu did here was something that no ally of the United States would have done. Uh, I find it humiliating, embarrassing, and very arrogant uh, because this agreement is not yet finished. To trash it before you have the final period on it, before you know what it is, Mm -hmm. I think is a huge error in judgment for our number one ally in that area. Uh huh. Okay. So um, now we're setting the stage. We're starting to see where it's going. So, um, got Mike Morrell was so at a New York go. police terrorism conference, and here's what he said about this current. Hold on a second. I, I, I was uh, trying to set up this clip here. Um, so this is Diane Feinstein again, um, with her with her two cents on on what we can do uh, moving forward. Situation of sort of terrorism going forward. He said. This. This is long term. My children's generation and my grandchildren's generation will still be fighting this fight. Referring- <laughs> Dang right, man. We need that cash, son. To ISIS and Al Qaeda, and perhaps it's going to have another name in 10 years. Oh, yeah, because the people will start to become wise and go, wait a minute, Al Qaeda, didn't we fund them? Time for name change. Um, are you as pessimistic as he is? Oh, I am. I think this is going to go on and on and on. It's Until go on and on and the on. new generations who are the would-be fighters come to the conclusion that the cruelty, the brutality, and the savagery of this group does not befit their participation. Yet Americans can torture people by the police department at secret torture sites in Chicago, and that is perfectly fine. We can have Abu Ghraib, we can have all of these different things, and we can torture people, and that's, you know, you know that's not... That's not bad. That's not really, that's not really, you know, being mean. We need to talk to those Muslims about their tactics. Then I think the situation begins to change. Secondly, I think the United States should pass a resolution to authorize the use of force uh, without a time limit, clear up the enduring operation, uh, no enduring enduring, operation. Enduring, enduring, uh, enduring, enduring, enduring. Meaning don't don't, uh, constrain the executive branch on the number of troops you might use? Uh, Well, uh, on special operations, on counterintelligence, Mm -hmm. on logistics, on a number of different things where the United States... uh, You don't worry that becomes a blank check? Well, uh, not... uh, Well, not necessarily. Um, what we see is, of course, uh, the, Ira- the Iranian military taking a major role now. Oh, see how she never answered that question? Nah, well, not really. What we see is the Iranian military just completely shift the subject. I mean, people, come on. This is about selling stuff. It's sales pitches. These are sales pitches. Don't buy it. Please don't buy this. Oh, my Lord, don't buy it. Then we'll have another false flag staged attack, and then they'll talk about how we need to keep you safe. And 
Oh boy, oh boy, are we having fun? Oh man, it was fun to live. I mean, seriously though, people, if you're awake to all this stuff, doesn't it become comical now? Isn't it like, isn't it when you hear these people speak, don't you just chuckle a little bit and go, no, no, quit trying to fear porn us, quit. But you know, you have some people in the public that just, um, Man, they just want to be scared. Uh, they want somebody to protect them. It is the mommy and daddy complex. We talk about it a lot. It's uh, the way that you're raised. It's the way that you're socially conditioned. And yeah, you're conditioned, everyone. Woohoo! Welcome to America, where everybody thinks the same and everybody's scared of terrorists that don't exist. Remember, anybody that wants to learn more about terrorism, visit the Manufactured War on Terror by um, Jay Aronson. Please do. It is a incredible compilation. About ninety uh, percent of all the terrorist plots that he found were um, set up and funded by the FBI and foiled. <laughs> Imagine that foiled right before they went to um, went to you know went to do the deed. So good thing we got the FBI there to stop him. And FBI, listen, I'm not uh, I'm not knocking you guys. But, dude, just quit running game on the American people. You're part of this culture, too. I mean, I understand you want a job and all, but at some point we do have to worry about stabilizing the society and not imploding the hell out of this economy of the world. That seems like it would be a little bit more um, um, more important to me, but that's just me. So what do we want to go to here? I thought I had that clip I was going to play about... Oh man, where did that clip? Oh, here it is. Okay, so um, so the ISIS guy was um, you know, this uh, evidently self-radicalized guy from Ohio that has been in touch with ISIS and um, you know, over the interweb was gonna go and try to shoot up Congress and the and the president and do all of this stuff with uh, two pistols and six hundred rounds of ammo. So very very bizarre, just odd nonsense. And uh, nobody ever. And this is the uh, this is the clip from Fox News where they get an interview with this guy, and we're going to break down a lot. Uh, no Agenda Show did a great job of breaking this down. So once again, if you don't follow that show, check these guys out. I actually get um, some a, a lot of my material from them now because they do such a great job, and their uh, their work needs to be disseminated, and and we need to push all this stuff out because they do um, they do a great job of finding off the wall stuff, and. Um, so we're going to close this little segment out with ISIS, and then I'm going to read um, a propaganda piece from the New York Times of all places. Imagine that. So uh, here we go. This is a, a longer clip, but I'm going to be uh, talking over it because some of this stuff is just absolute nonsense. Good evening. Tonight we bring you that exclusive interview that Trisha did yesterday with a suspected terror suspect, Chris Cornell. You know, this is really odd. We found it very odd, but he called... Is it odd? called us three times on Wednesday evening, the third time of which, if you're watching the 10 o'clock news, I kind of disappeared in the middle of the show because he has a phone in his room and he wanted to get his story out. Okay, so um, so the terrorist that the FBI um, set up and then busted uh, was able to make three phone calls from jail and he just happens to have a phone in his room. Man, this is... All right, so let's see what happens when the... Supposed, you know, terrorist gets on the horn with the media. Let's see what kind of tough questions we got lined up for him. 
Yeah, his words are chilling. In fact, they're words no one wants to hear, but the truth is we all need to. And that's why we fought a court battle to bring them to you. Okay, so there it is. So once again, the media is the savior of the day, and uh, nobody wants to hear what he says because it's kind of scary, but we have to do it. We have to talk about it. We have to have that conversation. All right, so here we go. Fun times ahead. Tri-State terror suspect Chris Cornell, who goes by his Muslim name, Rahil Marus Ubaida, talked exclusively to me, revealing his plan to attack our president, our capital, and our embassy, and refer to you and me as potential collateral damage. Okay, so when you hear him give out his um, plan, listen for the specifics, because there are none. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, my, my neighbor's six-year-old could have come up with this plan. Quote, is his plan. But that's not all. In an hour-long conversation, he talked about other possible terror cells in the U.S. and here in Ohio, and what motivates him. Now we want to show you what the feds want to see and what his attorneys don't want you to see. We also want to warn you, some of this is disturbing. So they're just setting you up. This is the big fear porn. This is like listening to Alex Jones on um, Y2K um, where he went banana sandwich. And if you guys, um, if anybody's an avid listener of Alex Jones, which I listen to him just to get the actual media story and then go look at it myself. I don't listen to his analysis of it. Some of it's pretty decent, I guess, from a libertarian standpoint, but I think he's just a salesman for what I would call faux libertarianism because um, he uh, he doesn't follow um, a good track record of somebody that's a staunch libertarian, even though he talks about some good stuff. So take Alex Jones for, with a grain of salt, everyone. He is not the end all of all of your knowledge and nor am i so once again spread your spread your knowledge around try to uh, lower your entropy which would be um uh, bad data in the system and then uh, you should be able to be, come up with some sound uh some sound conclusions to some of our uh, challenges and what's going on in the world so here we go the event in which i planned on tuesday september the 20th and why tell me this doesn't sound like he's reading this stuff though the event that i planned on tuesday you don't come out and say the event that i planned on this day and come on give me a break but here we go dc would have been a great attack against america even with my capture its repercussions will not stop yeah see that's reading that the the cadence doesn't necessitate um somebody being an actual you know um stimulating thought but, um, yeah, don't, don't take my word for it, though. It gets much better. It gets much better here. Although it would have been a major attack against America, events that will follow are dangerous and more enormous. than with the Islamic State, I have... Oh, and that's not me. That's, that's them editing it. ...connections with many brothers over there. Um, we've been corresponding for quite some time now, actually. The FBI finally caught on these past years. Was it there? The FBI finally caught on after basically handling me. Your idea for you to... Okay, so here's the gym, and I kind of talked over the gym. Back it up just a skosh. Okay, listen to this, people. All right, so she's about to ask him, was, it, was the plot idea yours, or was it the FBI's? And he's like, oh, a little bit of both. Dude, this is... Wow, here we go. Was it their idea for you to plant pipe bombs at the Capitol and have people running outside to shoot them? It was a mix of both of our ideas. When did you first come in contact with them? I won't say that in specific either. 
And we have to. I won't say that in specific either. That means that they were handling his ass, people. Don't be, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. They got a billion dollar budget. They gotta, they gotta cost justify, man. Come on, we gotta be scared. Woohoo! ISIS coming to get us. Shopping malls are everywhere. He even tells us, ooh, they're in all 50 states. And then he backtracks and says, well, we're in most states. So it's just, this is all nonsense. Here we go. Give me some insight on how somebody would go about contacting someone. How would I do that? How did you do that? Do you do that through, um, you know, YouTube videos? Video encrypted messaging. Were you... We use encrypted messaging. She doesn't elaborate anymore. She just cuts it and says, oh, okay, well, encrypted messaging. Okay, great. Um, hello, journalists. Um, what platform were you guys using? Might be one. Nah, just uh, in, inconsequential. Don't need to know that. To carry out this plan to wage jihad in America. I'm very dedicated. Um, like I said, I'm a Muslim. I'm with the Islamic State. If you weren't... I'm so, a- dedicated. I'm so dedicated that I risked my life. You know, that should say a whole lot. If you weren't arrested that day when you were at a gun store buying two guns and 600 rounds of ammunition, what would you have done? What have I done? <laughs> I, I would have took my gun. I would have put it to Obama's head. I would have pulled the trigger. Then I would unleash more bullets on the Senate and the House of Representative members. Then I would attack the Israeli embassy and various other buildings. Got to get the Israel thing in there. And also, um, notice how notice how planned out the attack was. I'm just going to go put a gun to Obama's head. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck getting within 50 yards of the president. And if you guys haven't figured out how big of a joke this stuff is yet, keep listening because it gets even better. Full of cool fire. I want to wage war against those Muslims. Can you give me an idea of other things that you would write on encrypted messages? Talking about how we should wage jihad in America. We should form our own groups in alliance with the Islamic State. When I say groups, I mean, you know, um, what would you call uh, sleeper cells? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, typically when people um, laugh like that, they're lying. And if you need a little bit more reassurance from that, go to... I'll actually put this in the show notes. The clip of the coroner at Sandy Hook is the creepiest thing you guys will ever watch in your entire life. But... Um, but that was true, too, because the media told you it was, and so did the government. So there you go. Are you trying to bring this upon yourself so that it, you know, awakens the sleeper cells? So no, dummy. He was trying to go and kill the president and other people. He's not trying to draw attention to himself to awaken the sleeper cells. This is fear porn. Fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. Stop. Speak. I don't know. You might have to stick around and... Stick around and watch, you know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. I want to hear what you think is coming. This guy sounds like he's from Jersey. What I think is coming. Um, many things. Oh, that was uh, very specific. There will, be, there, there will be, indeed, many, many attacks. There, there will be, you know. Like I said, we will raise the, the ban of Tawheed over the Capitol. Okay, good luck with that one, too. Well, 
So I'm you not got- gonna give away too much. Were you up in? Don't want to give away too much. Like he's in on the game. No, dude. No, no. You see, uh, you were um, sent through a algorithm that showed that you were an absolute mouth-breathing moron. With the IQ of somebody about 85 per, or 85 IQ, and you were totally susceptible to radicalization, then you were put in a terror database for the United States FBI to come and contact you and start trying to foment some kind of idea that you can go attack a building. And yes, they probably put a bunch of propaganda in place. That's why you couldn't talk about when you first came in contact with the FBI, because they probably radicalized you and then busted you. Now, there's a, there is a weird mental gymnastics way that you can kind of get to this and say, well, I guess the guy could have possibly been a terrorist. So if he would have come in contact with real terrorists, he probably would have tried to carry out a plot. You know, but, but the fact of the matter is, once again, if you read Aronson's book, these people that they encounter are typically you know, lower middle class people. They, they're not very bright. They don't, have a, they, don't have a, you know, they don't have a very good head on their shoulders being able to think critically. And then they get swept up into the emotion of everything, and they just go, yeah, yeah, that sounds good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, they're in handcuffs and in jail for 20 years. Never doing a thing, just going, yeah, 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 yeah. This guy, of course, goes and buys the guns, and then and then now we got the, you know, the two pistols with 600 rounds of ammo. Let me ask you a very easy question that you can answer yourself. If there was a gunman at uh, the Washington Capitol, how long would he last? I'd say the over-under is less than two minutes. But you know what? Be afraid because it's a lone wolf. It's the, it's the sleeper cells are going to be activated. Oh, the propaganda terms, man. Here we go. So continuing. I'm halfway done, everybody. Bear with me. We're almost through this uh, nice production by uh, Fox. And this is why Fox nobody watches, you guys. Till January in contact with people overseas. Um, I won't give you that information. How but many? I would tell you, I'm in contact with many. How organized is the Islamic State? But the thing is, we are indeed here in America. We're in each and every state. We're here in Ohio. <laughs> we're here in Ohio. We're in every state. Uh, we're more organized than you think. How strong are you in Ohio? Um, you just have to wait and watch. Well, give me an idea. Um, we're pretty strong, yes, yes. In every state, like I said, we're in Texas, we're in Ohio, we're in New York City, we're in Washington, D.C., we're in every single state you can name just about. How come no one else... We're in every single state you can name just about. So he went from every state to just about every state you can name. So once again, this guy doesn't know anything. And the fact that this reporter is giving him any credence is just mind-boggling to me. And the people will probably eat this up. So here we go, continuing. Ohio has stepped up like you in being so vocal and trying to carry out their plan. Because we are waiting. For We're what? waiting for the perfect moment. <laughs> for the perfect moment. Huh. <laughs> Once again, this, this, guy's a, this guy's a terrible actor. So to see. I'm one of those Americans, and I'm trying to understand. And what would you say to these Americans? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, innocent people here. Don't you believe that, you know, I'm an innocent person? Your father, your family, they're innocent people. And, and, and do you want to bring them down as well? Understand, we don't kill innocent people. We kill those who fight us. Planting pipe bombs at the Capitol to get people to run out so that you could pick them off with your 600 rounds of ammo, 
right? I'm, <laughs> okay. But how those people, some of which were innocent employees, somebody that works in a Capitol building, they're not passing laws, they're not picking up a gun, so therefore it's a job. They're sending people out with guns, aren't they? This is so great. Oh, man. If this clip doesn't show you guys that this war on terror is an absolute joke, then once again, share this podcast with people you love, people you like, and uh, people that uh, really think that terrorism exists because it doesn't. Um, Oh, and if it does, America is probably the terrorist. Not the not the person that's answering the phone, not the receptionist that's going to get you know panicked because pipe bombs are going out and she's going to be running across the. Like like America says, there's uh, collateral damage. <laughs> you know, it happens. It's inevitable. Um, but that's that's not who I was targeting. Like I said, I was targeting President Obama, the Senate, and the House of Representative members. What the media also failed to mention was the planned attack against Israel, planned on attacking the Israeli embassy, two buildings. With- yeah, you guys missed that talking point. I mean, come on. I mean, got to get that in there. Got to get the uh, Israeli hate. Remember, we have to have a clash of civilizations. It's the Jews and the Christians versus the Muslims. And nonsense continues. Congress member offices and uh, U.S. Army places as well. Um, many places they feel. Oh, you're going to go to U.S. Army places with two pistols. Good luck. To also mention... With the intent to do what? To kill people inside? Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Listen to this joker. I'm going to go to an army installation with two pistols and 600 rounds of ammo, and I'm going to whack some people. Yeah. Good luck. God, you got to love this stuff. I mean, they really do just put this stuff out there and think that you're going to buy it. So... My gosh, I'm not going to have time to get to all my Obama stuff. Oh, well. Oh, well. So let me, let me wrap up. I'll put bookends on all of this stuff, and then I guess we'll, uh, we'll end the show. Because this is um, – I'm running out, of, running out of time, everyone. I guess we'll have to do the Obama stuff next time. So here is the propaganda clip that I wanted to – or propaganda article that I wanted to go over from the – once again, the New York Times um, – Oh, these guys are a big mouthpiece. So, so it's it's entitled the CIA cash ended up in the coffers of Al Qaeda. It ended up there. Not that it was a straight payoff. It it's just ended up there. So I'm going to read you the whole article, and then we're going to go through the logical fallacies and the misnomers and the grammatical wordplay, so that you understand how to read this nonsense. In the spring of 2010, Afghan officials struck a deal to free Afghan diplomat uh, held hostage by al-Qaeda. The price was steep at $5 million, and security officials were scrambling to come up with the money. No, no they weren't. First, They first turned to a secret fund that the CIA uh, bankrolled with monthly cash deliveries of the president and cabal, according to several Afghani officials. Oh, a secret fund! Huh. A.K.A. Black Budget. But we don't call it that because then the slaves will find out that the Black Budget is actually bigger than the real budget. And then you'll start to figure out where all your money is going to and it's not going to fight wars or anything like that. It's to discover new technology that can enslave your dumb ass. But, hey, forget it. Don't even bother. Or it's for a large uh, production theater um, uh, alien invasion just like Project Bluebeam. All of these projects are once again off the books because, like... um, 
things like MK Ultra and stuff like that, they do not want you to understand that the government actually runs secret tests and secret experiments uh, on mind control for you and your family. But remember, uh, just like my monologue at the very beginning, government wants to give you a hug and they want to protect you. They do not want to enslave you and steal money from you at the uh, threat of violence on the back end. Because that would be a gang of people. And those would be criminals. But then again, look at the world we live in. So continuing, within weeks, that money and $4 million were... were provided from <clears throat> oh excuse me were provided within weeks that money and four million dollars other were provided from other countries was handed into Al Qaeda replenishing its coffers after a relentless CIA campaign of drone strikes in Pakistan that decimated the militant network upper ranks. Would anybody like to understand what the definition of the word decimated would mean? Oh, yes. Let's go to the definition of decimated because we need to understand how propaganda is written. Most people would hear decimated and think that they all got completely wiped out. Decimating. uh, To decimate would be to select by lot and kill one-tenth of a person. Obsolete to take one-tenth or of that therefrom. So killed a tenth of them. But it sounds good. Decimate sounds like you did a whole bunch of stuff. God bless us and the good amount of money this month, said uh, Abu Haram, um, the group's general manager, who wrote a letter to Osama bin Laden, great friend of the Bush family and the reconstructor of Iraq after we blew the crap out of that country, in June of 2010, um, noting that the cash would be used for weapons and other operational needs. Bin Laden uh, urged cautiously, fearing this is this is where the propaganda comes in. Fearing the Americans knew about the payment and at least the cash with radiation poisoning, or were tracking it. And here here's what um, here's what uh, Bin Laden says. Almost said Obama. Bin Laden says there is a possibility, not a very strong one, that the Americans are aware of the money delivery. Once again, I will read that for you again. There is a possibility, not a very strong one, that the Americans are aware of the money delivery and that they accepted an arrangement of payment on the basis that the money will be moving under air surveillance. No, it won't. No, it won't. I want to know where these quotes are from. I mean, where, where did you get that? Just somebody in his, in his hut told you that? This is... It, So crazy. Excuse me for the. I don't have a mute button, everybody. Sorry. The CIA contributed to Al Qaeda's bottom line, though well laid trap was no well laid trap. It was just uh, another uh, in a long list of examples of how the United States, largely because of poor oversight. Oh, here we go. It's oversight and it's, you know, uh, and loose financial controls have sometimes, has sometimes inadvertently financed the very militants it's fighting. So there's your whitewash. Ah, it's, it's every once in a while, we'll give a, you know, a bunch of gold to Al-Qaeda, and it'll end up in their hands. Oh, speaking of which, air, hold on, air, drop of evil. All right, so here we're going to go back to this. We're going to come back to that article here. Um, but, 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 the airlift of evil is what's, it's airdrop, excuse me, airlift, there we go, 
And oh, airlift of evil, brave new world, uh, NBC News. Okay, hundreds of uh, da, 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 da. yeah. So I'll link to this as well. But this talks about um, the airlift of evil, where um, they basically took all the Al Qaeda fighters out of the um, out of the combat zone and and shipped them somewhere else. And I can't remember where it is. Hold on, stand by. This was back in. Bear with me, people. I think it was two thousand and one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to read a little bit. Unprecedented step this week in demanding that foreign airlines provide information on passengers boarding the in a past week. Pass, uh, um, here we go. In the past week, a half dozen or more Pakistani air car- cargo planes have taken the Taliban-held city of Kunduz in the, uh, and evacuated to Pakistan hundreds of non-Afghan soldiers who are fighting alongside the Taliban and even al-Qaeda against the United States. So what's wrong with this picture? The satellites and drones were able to find sleeping gorillas and blah, 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 blah. Um, let's see. I'll just link to it. But it basically talks about how we, we just kind of let them go. No big deal. No big deal. You guys go over here and start messing stuff up over there. So here we go. Continuing with the uh, New York Times article. While refusing to pay ransoms for American kidnapped by al-Qaeda, the Taliban, or more recently, the Islamic State, the United States has spent hundreds of millions of dollars in the last decade in the war with Iraq and Afghanistan, some of which has been siphoned off to the enemy fighters. Doesn't say why, just not, some of which just got siphoned off. Remember, use crazy little word games so the public has no clue what you're talking about. These are backroom deals. This is all just nonsense people the letters about the 2010 ransoms included a correspondence with bin laden and roman and mr roman and that were submitted as evidence to the federal prosecutors in brooklyn uh that uh, pakistani uh qaeda operative was convinced this last month of supporting terrorism and conspiring to bomb a british shopping center here we go yes sir there it is conspiring the letters were unearthed in the cache of computers and documents seized by the Navy SEALs during the raid of 2011 in which bin Laden was killed. And yep, there's those documents that they talked about that they had. Now, details of the CIA previously unreported contribution of random um, to the random demanded al-Qaeda uh, ransom, excuse me, ransom demanded by al-Qaeda were drawn from the letters and interviews with the Afghan and Western officials speaking in a condition of an anonymity, once again, and sensitivity to the issue. And the CIA declined to comment. Yeah, they're not going to tell you about their drug running and all their other stuff that they got going on. Just take it easy, guys. The diplomat freed in exchange for cash, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm not going to read all this stuff. Um, Al-Qaeda leaders have captured some militants and released in letters. It appeared to have collaborated with their offer, asking only for men to be held by Afghani authorities and not for those imprisoned by the Americans who would refuse to demand a better policy. But the Afghans refused to release any prisoners, so we have decided to proceed with the financial exchange. So there you go. The first two million was delivered shortly before the letter was written. Huh? There you go. Uh, and they talk about the letter with Bin Laden and everybody. So uh, I'll let you guys read all this stuff. But once again, this is this is par for the course. This is how the game is played. You you terrorize the public. You make the public believe that there's a threat. You push the threat back. You you run fake news stories. You run fake propaganda campaigns. You set up patches. You got to keep the you got to keep the money flowing. It's all about the money. You got to keep the money flowing. And if we can keep this money flowing, then we'll be in good shape. They think. So that's the real game here, everybody. 
The real game is not about, um, oh, I'm going to play this EU army. Um, it's not about protecting you. It's not about keeping you safe. It's about selling weapons. It's about black budgets. It's about CIA budgets. It's about, in, in, it's about FBI budgets. It's about government total. And that's why they think that you're a bunch of chumps because you never even question any of this stuff. You just go along with it and say, yep, I'm afraid of brown people. Terrorists are going to get us. So in the, in the wake of all of this nonsense, we have Nigel Farage talking about the EU army, which they um, – once again, if you go back to some of these uh, older documents back when Kennedy was in there, they were talking about how they're going to scale down the U.S. military and scale down the U.S. police force and create a global police force. Woohoo! Screw a little federal government. Let's do a world government with world armies, and that'll be all right. Man, this is creepy stuff. So here we go. Nigel Farage. Enjoy, everyone. I've been wondering why David Cameron's been slashing our armed forces, won't commit to 2%, is happy for us not to be able to defend our islands. I think Mr. Juncker's given us the answer. We're going to do it at an EU level. We're going to have a European army. Now, when I raised this last year with the Deputy Prime Minister, Liberal Democrat Nick Clegg, he said it was a dangerous fantasy to even talk about an EU army I hope every Liberal Democrat voter has heard Mr. Verhofstadt today, the leader of the European Liberals, crying out for militarisation at an EU level. Of course, the truth is, it's already happening. We already have a European Defence Agency. We already have EU battle groups on active service all over the world. We already have an EU Navy active against the Somali pirates, and who can forget Eurocorps here in Strasbourg last year, virtually goose-stepping that ghastly flag round the courtyard outside. And of course the Lisbon Treaty, Article 28, provides for all of this. Yay, Tony Blair Lisbon Treaty. was right. He said the European Union is not a project about peace, it's a project about power. And I think Mr Juncker is trying to seize on an opportunity. We ourselves in the European Union provoked the conflict through our territorial expansionism in the Ukraine. We poked the Russian bear with a stick, mm -hmm. and unsurprisingly, Putin reacted. But this now is to be used as an opportunity to build a European army. And, and when, and when Mr. <coughs> Mr. Verhofstadt, I know that by heckling, you increase your hits on YouTube, because otherwise, <coughs> nobody in Europe wants to listen to you, and the President oh, yeah. really ought to let Second. me speak. Just a moment, please. Just a moment. Thank you. Mr. Farage, just a moment, please. Um, just a moment, please. Just a moment. Mr. Verhofstadt, I turn to you. I have to ask you, please, to calm down. You may not like this speech, but we are but Democrats and we listen to you, too. So please do not interrupt. Some warmonger again. Well, we certainly are Democrats, and uh, we've never shouted you down, uh, but you always try and shout us down. The point I was making is this. The opportunity is being seized, and Mr. Juncker said we must convey to Russia that we are serious. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Juncker? <laughs> we do not want any part of an EU army and I doubt the rest of the peoples of Europe do either. Thank you. So there you go. What a great, what a great speech by Nigel Farage. And, you know, they get it. They get it over there in England. They understand. They're starting to, they're starting to come to the senses of uh, liberty and, you know, that's not the greatest party in the world because it is politics, so you're going to have a little bit of politics involved in it. 
But the world is starting to awaken to liberty, the idea of individual um, rights that are granted to you not by the state but by some supreme being that created this planet that we actually spent around this big ball of fire on. And that's where I fall. If we maximize freedom, yeah, it's a pretty scary yeah, – it's a pretty scary world. Let's go ahead and address it. Yeah, because people do crazy stuff with freedom, to quote Robert Bosman. People do stupid stuff with freedom. But living in a highly controlled society doesn't do anything because once the, you start consolidating the information and knowledge and the public has no access to the information and knowledge, you now live in a totalitarian state that has the ability to tell you how to live your life, has the ability to tell you what kind of drugs you can take for yourself, and that's where we're at. So we're in the, we're in the fight, everybody. We're in the, as Alex Jones says, we're in the battle. It's not a battle. He says that to get you to, uh, at a primal level, to think that this is, um, that this is something that words will win. It is not. It's the only thing that you can do is to do things with your actual physical energy, with your physical body. That's how you incite change. You do it. You take the responsibility for yourself. Don't write things down on paper. Get out there. Get informed. Get involved. Think for yourself, and then who knows? Formulate your own opinion. Someday you may be right. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Share the show with people you love, people you know, people you like. Tune in next week for another episode of We Are Not Cattle Radio. Peace, love, and liberty, people. Oh, you deserve your Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.